Welcome to the Back in Shape podcast. Today's episode, we're going to be talking all about stretching for lower back pain. Is it something that can help you? Is it something that can get in the way of your progress? And by the end of the podcast, hopefully you'll have a much better idea of that. For those of you watching, I do apologize about my face. It does look a bit battered and bruised, and that is from jujitsu this morning. Obviously, I have things to work on, as is evident by what's going on up here. Now, with that out of the way, Let's start off with a very, very brief recap of what is causing lower back pain, just because it's going to help for context. We've got tons of other episodes, etc., that go into loads more detail on the causes of lower back pain. But fundamentally, it is compression loading through our lumbar spine, creating failure of primarily ligamentous tissues that results in that inflammation and pain in that region, as well as the occurrent or concurrent muscular spasm. And this can either be muscle contracture locally in the lower back, it can be in the glutes, it can be going down the leg, commonly the hamstring, etc., into the lower leg. That is back pain in a nutshell, and that's what's happening. So we just have that in the back of our mind, and that is why so often back pain is often misdiagnosed and then mistreated as a simple muscle spasm, when the muscle spasm is going to be a consequence of the back injury rather than the injury itself. So. Once that's gone out of the way, we can move on to the actual feeling of stretching. And this is where a lot of people really get confused and don't really know that they're confused about it. We only feel tension. We, we feel that our back muscles might be tense. We feel that our hips are tense, our hamstrings are tense and tight. We have no real awareness on a conscious level of whether those muscles are tight and elongated. And really we're gonna talk about these two types of tension because we think of the lower back one type of tension for most people. And then we think of the lower body, so the legs, the hamstrings, the glutes, hip flexors, etc., as a second one. Now, first and foremost, for those of you that are watching, this is going to be a little bit more helpful for you because you're gonna be able to see what I'm talking about on the spine. But if we bring this spine out here and we think of the lower back, most of the time, unfortunately, we are spending sitting down. Long periods sat down, we have a flattening out of the lumbar lordosis. You can see quite clearly, if I supplement the spine for my hand here, and we grab a little pen, these are the muscles of your lower back and this is your spine. As we flatten out the spine, the distance between A and B, the anchor points of those muscles is going to elongate. It's going to be pulled apart. Now we spend hours every day sat down, we notice here yeah, towards the end of the day or the middle of the day, my back gets sore, it gets stiff, it gets tense. Tension is important here, you're feeling that tension just the same way we do in the lower body in many cases, but you feel that tension. What is that telling us? Because quite often we have the inclination of it's tense, it's tight, it's stiff, I need to stretch it more. But the reason the back here is tense, tight and stiff is because you've spent all day sat like this with these muscles elongated. Maybe you've got a reduction in the lumbar lordosis, maybe that's a consequence of former activities. Then maybe you go and sit on the bike for 20 minutes, half an hour, and you round the back a little bit more to try and do some sort of cardio exercise that's low impact. But that rounds the back even more and you find that the back, the whole thing is just stiff, tight and sore. And you think, do you know what I need to do? The videos on YouTube said, or my practitioner said, it's tight, I need to stretch it. And by stretch it, you elongate it further. And that is the first fatal mistake, if you will, of dealing with back pain. Because we haven't understood why you're feeling that tension, and we don't have an objective way of understanding whether or not it is tense and shortened or tense and lengthened. Now if we move over, because this will start to tie things together nicely, to the hamstrings, let's say, for example here. While you are sat at your desk for long periods of the day or sat driving or sat at home, maybe watching TV in the evening, invariably we've got our knees bent, we're sat at 90 degrees, etc., and our hamstrings in this position are perhaps shortened. Maybe we're slouched, so we're sat with our bum tucked under here, sat almost on our sacrum, and our knees are bent. Now the hamstrings are spending a long period of time shortened. 
and they start to become tight and stiff and they feel very similar to the lower back itself. So both areas are tight and stiff. However, the hamstrings objectively have been shortened. They've been in that shortened position for a long period of the day and they just want to be stretched out. They want to move. Movement is the important thing that they want. They want that tension to be taken off. So in the case of the hamstrings, actually because they have been objectively shortened for the duration of the day, they need to be elongated out. They can benefit from that stretch. But the lower back conversely is already been pulled out all day. What it needs is the pressure taken off these muscle attachments by instead of being out like so and elongated, actually to have these restored. And one of the things that does this is the towel exercise. We talk about it quite a lot. You can see videos on the YouTube channel in the membership about that particular exercise. But that is a great way to take pressure off the muscle. That is the important part. How do we take pressure off the muscle and get it moving again? Quite often, a short walk around the block, a little bit of movement, just changing the dynamics in those muscles is enough to alleviate some of the tension, especially when we've got elongated muscles that are tight. They are not shortened, they are elongated compared to the hamstrings, which are short and tightened, we're actually stretching those out will be helpful. Now, both of these, just move, getting up and moving around is going to be helpful in of itself. But by having that present-mindedness to have a think about what am I feeling and what might be going on in terms of whether this muscle is elongated or shortened, you can then take the appropriate action and either just take pressure off the muscle or actually do some stretching. Now, we'll get onto that a little bit more later on, but then we have to think about the actual injury itself. Many of the ways we go about stretching the lower back, we haven't considered up to this point. We've just spoken about what's in the best interest of the muscle. Now, if we superimpose the lower back injury itself, knowing that a lot of the time, we're gonna have some degree of discal involvement, we've injured our back going forwards, we have damage to some of the structures on the back of the spine here, maybe the ligaments between the spinous processes, those have become weakened, we injured it bending down to pick up something off the floor or put our socks on was when it went or putting the child in the car seat. All of these things are forward bending movements. The action of forward bending itself, let alone the, the trouble that that has on the muscles that don't need to be elongated anymore, creates more of the same thing that created that injury in the first place. So in the example of stretching the lower back when it feels tight and stiff, not only is it not helpful for the muscles that are already, already elongated, you're just pulling them further apart, but it's also detrimental for the underlying injury. And again, we go to great lengths on various videos to really highlight the problems of these exercises, especially early on in the recovery process of doing forward bending stretching. Yes, sure, you're feeling some tension in your lower back, but let's accurately appraise what the cause of that is rather than just mindlessly stretching it out because tension isn't always akin to shortened muscles. That's very, very important. Now, when we think of the lower body, we think of the hamstrings. What implication are they having? Well, the hamstrings, of course, if they are tight and stiff, they're gonna be pulling on that lower back. And the hamstrings, much like the glutes as well and the hip flexors, they're gonna limit the motion, of, the motion of the hips and therefore the lower back is going to have to do more work. So for example, one of the common early errors that you find or issues that you find with the tightness of the hamstrings, if they are actually tightened, is when people sit down, it pulls the bum under. And therefore that is bad because it squashes the discs, it flattens out the lordosis and is going to have a knock-on effect on those muscles of the lower back. That's why sometimes if you've been training hard with your legs, you might notice that the stiffness that develops in the hips and in the lower body starts to have a knock-on effect and gives you a little bit of short-term lower back discomfort because those legs are so stiff, they're not allowing the back they're not, they're not allowing the hips to move effectively, so the back is having to get involved. So stretching those out is going to be helpful. However, if we stretch those hamstrings, for example, out in a way 
that involves rounding the lower back. Number one, we're not actually stretching the hamstrings effectively, we're just moving our lower back, kidding ourselves as to the available range of motion there. And number two, we're doing that very movement that we discussed just a moment ago is not going to be helpful for the lower back itself. So that is so very important that we consider how we are doing that stretching. And then if we are going to actually stretch shortened muscles and get a little bit more mobility in the hips, which is categorically going to help the lower back, we must do it in a way that does not involve the lower back and put the lower back in a vulnerable position during that time. Again, these points are so very important earlier on when you have that active flare, when you have that active pain in the back, when there is sort of a fresh injury or fresh aggravation of an old injury, there's tissue damage there. We want to be very careful with incorporation of forward bending as we're doing our stretching. So stretching the lower body is great, but we must do it in a way that is safe. Now, finally, when it comes to stretching, we have to think about the effectiveness and we have to be aware of this. You'll see if you've had a look at any of this material in the Back and Shape program or you're a member, or maybe you've just been aware of what we talk about in like the phase one, for example, to start with, stretching of the lower body, stretching of the hips is an essential part, but we are understanding that stretching is going to be so very temporary in its effect, in its benefit. Sure, you loosen off those hips for a moment and that's gonna help your lower back take a little bit less or have to take a little bit less of the burden when you're moving around. But you walk into the kitchen, the dog jumps, the cat barks, whatever happens, and all of a sudden you move quickly and your back hurts again. Then that lovely stretching that's happened, the freedom and flexibility that your hips had, now you've got a jolt of pain going straight back down to those muscles that you just spent the last 15 minutes loosening off and they're tight again, not doing what you want them to do. That is a problem and that means so we so often find so many people gravitate to stretching as their first port of call. It's tight, so I stretch it. We've mentioned at the start of this particular episode that muscle spasm is the most frequent misdiagnosis of lower back injuries. And that's why people gravitate so much to stretching. But they've been doing stretching for years and they're not getting anywhere. Months maybe, often it is a longer period of time they have been doing these stretches and it's just not going anywhere because you cannot make cumulative progress without a significant amount of luck if your main strategy is stretching. Because every time you flare that injury up, it's going to send signals back down to the hamstring. So you just can't make any progress. Your wheels are spinning and you're going nowhere. However, if we are, and this comes to kind of the, the final point of this video, so maybe make some notes. This is the really, really important part. Now we've wrapped all of that other information, that background information up. If you are strengthening, and practicing, learning to provide stability to your lumbar spine, especially in those earliest days, that is a way you will be able to make cumulative improvement. You will learn how to engage your core correctly. You will learn how to move your spine in way, or how to move your leg muscles in ways that doesn't affect the spine, that holds the spine steady. That cannot be taken away from you if you have a relapse. So you're gradually making little bits of progress, and they will be little bits to start with. It's just learning how to maybe engage the spine and hold this thing steady. That's an important first step. But as you are doing your strengthening, unlike so many that focus only on stretching, and still doing the stretching, know that, knowing that the stretching is necessary but temporary in its relief, you're making little improvements with the strengthening. And as you make those little improvements strengthening, your core gets a little bit stronger, your control of your spine gets a little bit stronger, your movement patterns become a little bit more natural, you no longer bend rounding your lower back, you squat a little bit more effectively holding a neutral spine, you start to make a little bit more progress. That healing starts to get a little bit more momentum and now you less frequently aggravate your lower back. 
It's not happening every day, it's happening every couple of weeks that you're aggravating the lower back. And the lower back aggravations are happening less severely, you're having less severe flare-ups and you're recovering from them faster. So now your stretching is actually able to start to have a cumulative effect. And now your hips are a little bit more mobile, your muscles are a little bit stronger, and you continue to make positive improvements. The biggest problem when we just focus on stretching is we just end up going in this downward spiral. We're not making any progress. But if you sensibly incorporate strengthening as the first and foremost strategy for dealing with your lower back pain and eliminate stretching of the lower back, especially where those muscles are going to be elongated, i.e. if you're someone that sits down for a long period during the day, a significant amount of the day, then you can start making some progress with your rehab, fixing your lower back pain, and actually reap the benefits the lasting and cumulative benefits of a sensible approach to stretching for low back pain that enhances the effectiveness of your strengthening so that you don't inadvertently tighten up too much on the road to getting stronger. Hopefully that has given you a better understanding towards the end. I know we went in a few different directions during this podcast, but hopefully it tied things nicely toward the end. Remember, there is that comment section, whether you're on the website or one of the other platforms. Use it if you have any questions or you're not quite sure of anything that was said, or maybe you've tried this. Maybe you've been stuck going in that circle with stretching and this has just been that final little piece of the puzzle to make you go, actually, do you know what? I'm gonna stop doing that and I'm gonna start doing something a bit more sensible, do some strengthening work alongside my stretching and start getting some results. As always, if you do find these helpful, consider subscribing to the channel. Give it a thumbs up if you're on the relevant platform, like this video. Remember, you can always share it with someone else that maybe has been doing a little bit too much stretching work and they've been going around in circles. Maybe you see them every time their back sore, every time they got that sciatica. Maybe share this video with them and they can hopefully start to do some things that help their back pain and sciatica a little bit more effectively and start providing a little bit more lasting relief, start making progress and fixing their back pain for good. Thanks for watching. We'll see you in the next episode.